You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. How is everybody? Are we good? You guys sound good. Sound like there's some life in you here this morning. And uh, if you are uh, someone who prays a lot, you can pray for my family. I'm riding solo this morning. Uh, We have uh, two sick children and Rach is sick. Uh, It's it's, uh, uh, fun at home at the moment. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. It's life with three small children and we've taught them to share very well. Uh, and so they share everything, including diseases. Uh, so yeah, you could just pray for us. That'd be awesome. Um, but I, I want to welcome you. Welcome to the last Sunday of the year. Who's planning for a big New Year's? A couple of people. Some people are a little bit, a little bit scared to say they are in case everyone around them like judges them and is like, oh really? What are you going to be doing? You know, I don't know about uh, you guys, but I love, I love New Year's. Um, I, I love it because of what it can represent. You know, actually, every night we have an opportunity. Pastor Darren talked about a new slate. Really, we have the opportunity every night for a new slate. Every, every hour for a new slate, every minute for a new slate with God. But I love that our year creates opportunities that we can lean into this idea of something new. It's literally one day after the 31st, but somehow in our psyche, it, it triggers as if there is an entirely new potential in front of us. Uh, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like to engage in, in the emotions of life. Um, and so I, re- I lean into that. I love the idealistic aspect of New Year's. And um, when I was younger, before we, we had a family, uh, I was the one that stayed up until midnight and saw the fireworks. And, you know, 1 a.m., I'm, I'm there. I'm like, this is awesome. Um, now I have three children. So as soon as the 9 o'clock fireworks are done, I'm like, this is awesome. Go to bed. Um, and I embrace the New Year morning far more than I embrace the New Year's Eve evening now. I don't know, is there any families that are like that? You're like, uh, I now get up early, I go to the beach and I uh, go for a run and a swim and just ask God, God, what, what can I be believing for this year? And He is faithful and He speaks and you know, every year, the last few years, I've just, I've just had a word, one word. This year it was arise, arise. And uh, it often infiltrates so many different areas of my life and aspects of my life and I want to encourage you today, if you do nothing else over this new year transition, why don't you just take five, ten minutes and just say, God, I would love to know what you see over my 2020. What do you see over my life for next year? Uh, Because he has the benefit of eternity. He has the benefit of being outside of time and space. He is not bound by uh, uh, the things that we are bound by. He is not spoken to by by our, our own realities that sometimes speak so loudly to us that we can't believe for something next year because our this year has told us we are something. Let me tell you, God wants to tell you, you are something else. Uh, we need to create space in our world to, to hear him say that. Um, but I want to welcome you here this morning. If you are visiting, it's so lovely to have you with us. Thank you. 
uh, for deciding to be here on this Sunday morning. My name is Nate, and uh, I get to lead this incredible community of people under the senior minister uh, leadership of Pastor Keith and Janet, who are both away with family at the moment, and it would be great if we could be praying for them. Uh, For those of you who have uh, been along the journey, you would know Pastor Janet is in America. Pastor Keith is up in Mackay with his uh, (laughs) Australian family. Uh, but they, they, they would really uh, value your prayers in this season. So that would be great. Uh, and if you've been in, in church the last few weeks, you would know that throughout December, we have been looking at the Holy Spirit. Uh, the third person, if you will, although person's, you know, it's not the best term, but it's our best term, uh, to describe the, the distinctives that we see within God. God being uh, one and yet Three, and we don't understand the mystery of that, and yet it is, okay? Um, and, and, but we know that the God is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is enough distinction in aspects of God that we see distinctive entities, if you will, but that we don't have three gods. There is only one. Uh, we've been focusing on the Holy Spirit and, and focusing on what He brings into our life in the form of peace <coughs> and power, excuse me. Cheers. Um, and we want, to, we want to wrap that up this morning. So if you have a Bible with you, I'd love for you to join me in the book of John. The book of John. And that's a fourth gospel. Uh, it's in the New Testament. And uh, we're going to read a couple of snippets. So you're going to, you're going to, we're going to jump around across a couple of chapters and we're going to pull out uh, some different things about the Holy Spirit. So uh, John chapter 14, if you do not have a Bible with you, that's cool. We're going we're gonna to have uh, the verses up on the screen. Here we go. Starting at verse 15, it says, If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. That's such a good promise. He is the Holy Spirit, and he leads us into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later he will be in you. And we're going to jump forward to verse 26 where John says, uh, he records, it's actually Jesus talking, but John records Jesus saying, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. And lastly, we're going to jump forward into John 15, uh, verse 4 to 10. It says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if, if, if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask me for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Awesome. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your presence here. Lord, I thank you that you do. You love us so much. 
I pray that you would speak to us this morning. I pray that you would meet with us this morning. And Lord, we want to lift up our senior ministers right now, Pastor Keith and Janet, be with them. Give them strength and wisdom. And Lord, we pray that the new year would mark a turning point for the mighty Newcastle Jets in their pursuit of a finals berth in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Good, we're a church that believes in miracles. Come on. I don't know if you've ever had one of these experiences um, where you bump into someone uh, that you haven't seen in a long time um, and you pursue this really awkward conversation. Has anyone ever had one of those moments? Um, I seem to have them a lot. I don't know what it is, um, but, you know, there's been times for Rachel and I where we, uh, I, I grew up in Port Macquarie, for those of you who don't know, um, and, you know, at that point in time, Port Macquarie was very small, and when my family, uh, or my mum married, remarried, we became this blended family, um, and so my brother went to one of the school, high schools, I went to the other, there was really only three, there was kind of this other one, but it was very small, uh, and so in, in many ways, we knew two-thirds of Port Macquarie, um, and so if I go back to Port, more times than not, I bump into someone who knows me, recognises me, but I am terrible with remembering people. I'm just really bad at it. And uh, maybe it's because I'm way more concerned with the future than the past. I don't know. Um, but I have had conversations with people where we have gone to port to check into a hotel and the receptionist was like one of my friend's mums. And she's like, oh, hey, Teddy, like calls me by my nickname in high school. And I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Hi, how are you? And then there's been times where, um, you know, because we all, we all have, like, girlfriends in high school and, you know, you date and then, you know, someone wise tells you you're not going to marry them, so only two things are going to happen. If you date in high school, you'll either break up um, or, or you'll be dating them for the next seven years. And if you don't want to do that, that's probably don't enter the relationship. That's just wisdom for all of our teenagers there. It's not worth it. Um, but I wasn't, no one said that to me in high school, right? So I, I was like, I need to build up some, some relationship skills for when I meet the person that I do want to marry. And, and so I, I practiced dating techniques um, a few times in high school. And so there's obviously a couple of uh, people in Port Macquarie that were a part of that part of my life. And the, the real awkward moments is when I, I run into a, a girlfriend from high school with, with my wife uh, now, and I can't remember that girl's name. Uh, I've, I've literally had one of those. We've, we've been at a, a, a kind of a gathering and, and she's rocked. I'm like, oh no, I remember you, but I don't know who you are. Uh, um, and, and you have that really awkward interaction. And in many ways, like this is my technique, right? In that moment, I deliberately ignore Rach in the hope that she will realize I can't introduce you because I don't know that person's name. Please do a self-introduction. But the first couple of times I hadn't had the conversation with Rach that when I don't introduce you, it's because I can't remember the person. I need you to step in and be proactive and do a self-intro so they tell you their name and so then I remember who it is. All right, but so we had a couple of these really awkward ones where I hadn't told her that that was my game plan and so she would awkwardly just stand there and, and well, you can, you can imagine how it went down. But... I would, I would like kind of fake and fumble my way through these conversations. Um, and it's great. Like, I've come to realize that there's these ingredients uh, in relationships that 
that help relationships. Um, and, and the two of the ingredients that I have come to recognize are really important are, are time and proximity. Time and proximity. Right? There is, I don't know if you had a long distance relationship at any point in time in your life, uh, but like I said, I, I, I practiced a number of skills in the relationship department in high school, and, and so I had a couple of long distance relationships. I found that they just didn't work because there was no proximity. There was no, we weren't in each other's world. There wasn't actual closeness. And I have found that time and proximity can work in either kind of direction. They can either be the most beneficial aspects to a relationship. So if you are close over a long period of time, that is going to build relationship. But if you are distant over a long period of time, then a relationship tends to stagnate or, or deteriorate. That's my experience. You might be different, but I have uh, many friendships now uh, around, the, around, kind of around the world, having traveled, like a family and, and what have you. And I have recognized that the amount of energy and, and intentionality that I have to put in to keeping a long-term relationship going versus someone who is in my world, like a Pastor Darren, who like we, we, we're hanging out in the office like three times a week. You know, that sort of a proximity over time, it just builds relationships. Naturally, the intentionality doesn't need to be as significant because there is proximity. Um, and I guess this morning, I want to I talk about the relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit. I want to I talk about the, the relationship that we actually have with the Holy Spirit. Because so often we'll do a series like we're doing on the Holy Spirit. And, and in many ways, you know, we title it Peace and Power because that's what we want. As human beings, we want peace in our world and we want the thing that is going to change the stuff about our life that we don't like. And we recognize we, we might have been in church now for a few weeks and we have, we've picked up that, hang on a second, it's the power of God that, that transforms me. So that area of my thinking that I don't like, that area of my identity that I don't like, that area of my world that, that seems to just bring me down all the time, what I need is oh, I need the power of God to change that. I need the power of God to come and do a transformation in my life. I know I can't change myself, but I've, I've heard enough to know that God can change me. So, so what I want is I want the power of God in my world. I want the power of the Holy Spirit to heal me. I want the power of the Holy Spirit to, to give me, you know, the gifts of the Spirit. I hear people prophesy and, and they're praying in this other language that seems amazing. And, and I want all of that. But we've got to understand that all of that and the power that that enables all of that is actually comes out of relationship. You know, too often, I think, we live a little bit of a Bruce Almighty type of existence, right? Like, I want the power. Well, he says, I've got it. But, like, we, we want the power. We want a life that's powerful and uh, things changing in our world. But the Holy Spirit is not just power. Well, now he is because God is all-powerful. So the Holy Spirit is all-powerful. He has all power. But the Holy Spirit is a distinctive. He is an actual. I'm going to use some interesting terms right now. and I'm going to follow on from Pastor Mel's message. If you didn't hear that message, you need to podcast that message where she unpacked who the Holy Spirit was. But I want to remind you this morning that he is absolutely distinguishable 
and interactable. He is God in spirit that we interact with. And he exists in relationship and he desires to be in relationship. You have to understand that a God that is a trinity is eternally relational. Father, Son, and Spirit are eternally relating to each other as the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. It is that the definition of their distinction is in the form of their relationship. Sorry if I'm going a little, I know it's the last Sunday of the year, but the fact that they relate Father to Son, it's the relationship they have which defines them as Father and Son. And so the relational aspect of the Trinity is very important to to be just aware of. Because it's, that, it's out of an awareness of, of who our God is that we understand who we are. If we are made in the image of God and we understand that God himself eternally is relational, we understand that humanity requires relationship. We, we need it. It is, it is, it is I, I would go as far as to say that we cannot be truly human without relating. It is relationship that, that brings something to our humanity. And so because God himself is this eternal relationship, we have to understand that, of course, his greatest desire is relationship. It's relationship with us. And even if we didn't know anything about the Trinity, we can read Scripture and we can see that he was willing to send himself to earth taking on human form, living on earth, dying on a cross, the most brutal way to die back in the Roman era. He died for what purpose? That we might have relationship with him again. Relationship is so important to God that the greatest act that was done on planet earth was done for the purpose of relationship. We have to understand that everything that we think about God has, has a relational context because he cannot do anything outside of who he is and he exists as an eternal relationship with himself and the three distinctives. I'm going to move on from the, the teaching to getting back to how it impacts your life. But the reality is that if you, if your dad owns a Macca's, Right? See how I just like totally transitioned from, from teaching to real life? Right there, Maccas. Come on. I love Maccas on the, on the, like the twin servo. When you're heading down to like Sydney and your kids are going crazy, it's like, give me some fries. Amen. Um, but if your dad owns that Maccas, free burgers is a byproduct. Right? Everyone else is going to Maccas to get the burgers but you have the relationship with the owner. So burgers just come into your life as a byproduct, right? In some ways, and a very poor, loose analogy, the reality is that the the byproduct that we're after, the thing that everybody is searching and seeking for, this power in their life, if we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, then, then the power is a byproduct. The peace becomes a byproduct, It's a natural outworking in our life, but I think sometimes because we live in a a bit of a broken world and the relationships that we have with people are broken, we don't trust God that if we just pursue relationship, we'll get the result. And so we pursue the result because we think we can control that more and there's less trust involved. What if for 2020, you didn't pursue result, 
you pursued relationship? What if you made what you prayed for relationship? What if you made what you sought scripture for relationship with the one who is the word? What if 2020 for you was not about getting a result, not not about seeing a circumstance change? What if that wasn't your pursuit? What if you trusted that that would be a byproduct of pursuing relationship with God? How quickly we we present a a circumstantial faith. I'm, oh, I'm believing for that to change. I'm believing for healing over here and I'm believing for prayer. Absolutely, I'll believe with you every day long. But that's not what it's meant to be about. It's meant to be about a relationship, a real, authentic, living, breathing relationship that we have with a God who we believe is real and with us right here, right now. That he is here in this room with us and we can talk to him and he can speak to us. John 15 tells us that the Holy Spirit is a hymn. Now we need to watch that we don't allow cultural context to dictate our interpretation of Scripture, but that we understand that Scripture should speak louder than a cultural context. So let's not get stirred up about the, the, the gender that is being placed on the Holy Spirit and recognize more that, that what Scripture is telling us is that the Holy Spirit is a distinctive, living thing. And I know some people are like, oh, don't call the Holy Spirit a thing. But we lack, we got to understand, we lack the language to actually describe the threeness of God himself. We lack the language. And we have to be okay with not being able to explain everything and not being able to give a clear, distinct answer to something that exists in the mystery of an eternal God. He is three and one. And yet three, each one of those three, the Father is a distinctive, the Son is, and so is the Spirit. And we need to understand that so we relate to them like that, but not that we just try to find all of the answers to explain God. He's not just a concept. Scripture would tell us that we can actually recognize Him. He's distinctive enough to be recognized. He's distinctive enough that we can look for Him and find Him. He's findable, recognizable, interactional. John goes on to tell us that when Jesus is explaining who this Holy Spirit is, it says that he will teach us. The Holy Spirit will counsel us. The Holy Spirit will remind us. That, that very clearly tells us that, that the Holy Spirit will be speaking to us. I don't know about you, but, but I, I often have to remind myself and, and I ask myself, how often have I been listening to his voice? We all know that, that a one-sided conversation is not a great conversation. And I don't know about you, if you've had a couple of like Christmas, family Christmases, aren't they just the best? Praise Jesus for family Christmases. Uh, you might have fantastic ones. Um, I come from a broken home and broken people uh, bring their brokenness to family Christmas. And I'm just grateful that I know God and that he gives me strength and grace. But um, there, are, there are times when when I can, I can go a whole conversation with people in my family and not once do they ask anything about my life, what's going on in our world, nothing at all. And I walk away and I'm like, gee, that was a one-sided conversation. I don't feel like there's great relationship in that space. And I wonder how often that's what our relationship with the Holy Spirit is like. It's, it's a one-sided conversation. We're telling, oh, I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this. And the Holy Spirit's like, I, I, just, I would like to counsel you for a second. I'd just like to whisper an encouragement into your day today. I know you're tired. I know it's been a big year. 
Holy Spirit just wants to remind you that he has strength for you this morning. <laughs> He's got joy for you. It's not joy that the world brings. There's a joy that comes from a never-ending spring of life. And Jesus goes on to push the point even further in John 15, where we are told to remain in seven times. And three further times we are told what will happen if we don't remain in. I, I don't know about you, but ten times in a few verses tends to present some emphasis, some significance. And it's not lost on me, and some of you, you know, whatever, uh, but seven is the number of completion. Completed seven days of creation. Creation was completed. It was perfected. It was seven days. Seven days. Seven in Scripture is the number of completion. And I, I love those sorts of things about Scripture. I don't build a doctrine or a, a theology on them, but I like them. I like that sometimes they can bring things into my understanding. And I just wonder how much Jesus is perhaps nudging us toward actually the, the complete pursuit should be to remain in relationship. That our pursuit shouldn't be outcome. It shouldn't be circumstance. It shouldn't be a pursuit of the, the, the thing that we're after. It should be a remaining within. We want power because that's what changes the circumstance. That's what gives us the goosebumps. That's what makes us feel better, right? That's what makes our life better. But he desires relationship. I'm just going to get the team to come back out if that's all right. You know, to remain requires the very ingredients of relationship that we talked about at the beginning. To remain requires proximity and it, re and it requires time. To remain in this space, you must be in proximity-wise this space and remain is a length of time. So to remain in love, which is what Jesus talks about, is to remain in the very essence of the relationship that the Trinity has with itself. God is love, John tells us. Why? Well, because Scripture would say that the Father loves the Son and the Son loves the Father and that the Holy Spirit is the love that is between them. That's why God is love. The very relationship they exist in is love. And so to remain in love is to remain in relationship with God. It is to remain in Him. It is to remain in proximity, in time, in intentionality, in authenticity with God. And, and I don't know where your relationship is at this morning, but I want to encourage you that I believe there's an opportunity this morning to reconnect with the Holy Spirit. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.